Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Whitney Nelson. And it's a special episode. It's our first interview, and I feel like over a year we have Yusong Liu from, uh, well, you might know him from the editor of Doughboy's podcast. He also has his own podcast, Worst Case Scenario, and I recently found out that he's been Twitch streaming. But how are you, Yusong? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Um, I, I, you know, I wish I could edit Doughboys, but that's that's the that's our lovely engineer Emma, and I just run around trying to find novelty snacks. So I don't <laughs> oh, wanna, nice. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to discredit her much more important work than me on the show. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's what I mean. I I always assumed that you were an editor at one point. Um, so let's kind of dive into uh like the interview aspect of this episode for any of our listeners who are unfamiliar with your work. Would you like to give like a kind of pitch on who you are and what you do? Oh my God. Saying the words, my work makes it sound so legitimate. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, um, so what I do is that I produce the the podcast Doughboys, um, which you can listen to anywhere you listen to podcasts. And uh, basically it's like the, the the production of it. So like, you know, planning the segments or trying to find guests or, or um, you know, producing the live shows or what have you. Um, yeah, I do. I call a lot of fast food, like the official hotlines to see if they have the, the items in stock. And um yeah, it's pretty great. I, I can't really, I can't really complain. Mitch and Nick are the the nicest people to work with. Absolutely, we've actually had the pleasure of having Nick on our program. Uh, right. Yeah, it was probably the last time we interviewed anybody, so it's been a, a hot minute since we've interviewed. But um, that's my first question to you. How did you meet Mitch and Weiger? Oh, um, so I started as an intern at the podcast network that they started on too, and so. I kind of started right at the right time. It was when they were maybe like five episodes in. And luckily, uh, Mitch had done um, this like talk or this screening of his show, the, the Birthday Boys, at my school. So once I got there, I was like, hey, remember when the thing? And then we talked kind of. And so that was like, um, you know, at least I had like one awkward like thing to talk about rather than just like awkwardly staring at them, which is my my default move that has not... Um, <laughs> That has not yielded me a lot of success. So, um, yeah, that that was how I met them. And then it was just basically, like, two summers of just sitting in the studio, Nick and Mitch occasionally asking me to, like, do very, very small things. Like, And they were really nice about it. Like, they weren't sure if I could, you know, help out with the show. And I also wasn't sure if I could help out with the show. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it just started from there. And then when they moved to, like, uh, being independent... And then to HeadGum, they kind of just asked, like, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like, yes, please. And uh, that's how I ended up where I'm currently at. That's fantastic. Um, one thing that I'm also interested in is your own podcast, Worst Case Scenario. As someone who suffers from anxiety, oh, I found hell, that recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a, it's an amazing podcast, and there's a couple of questions I have about that. But first and foremost, when did you realize you wanted to start your own podcast? I've wanted to do my own podcast for forever. I remember, like, I, all I did was listen to podcasts when I was in high school. Uh, pretty cool of me to start listening to podcasts <laughs> in high school. Um, but, um, oh, God. Uh, but, but I, I like, in college, I wanted to do this podcast, and I had recorded a few episodes with friends. It's called Passing Notes. It was just going to be about college. Um, and that never, you know, that never really saw the light of day. Um but but yeah, I've o I've always wanted to start one, and then so when I was when I started working with Rebecca and we were really getting along, and it was very clear, or maybe I should just speak for myself, it was very clear that we were, uh, that I was anxious at the at the least, and we could talk about it. So um, yeah, that that's that's how that podcast started. 
um, I thank you for for yeah uh, bringing it up or even just listening to it. Oh, of course, that's uh, it's it's a really fun show. The whole premise for listeners who haven't checked it out is they bring something that they're anxious about and then read a script based on the worst case scenario, which to me is something I play out in my head every single time. So I was like, yeah. it, it was very mm-hmm. relatable. Um, so how did you and Rebecca meet? Was that at school? Um, no, we didn't. Uh, we met once while I was interning, and then. Uh, and then we just started working at the same, or I started working at the same podcast network and, and we just got along and, you know, had very, uh, similar palettes when we would go to poke at lunch, um, which really, I think bonded <laughs> us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that's, uh, we just started, uh, working together, which in retrospect, um, was kind of like, if you work with someone and you enjoy their, their company, don't start a podcast with them because then you're basically spending like, you know, like eight hours a day plus like the time it takes to organize and record a podcast together. And it's just, it's a lot of time. Yeah, that I could see that adding to some uh, frustrations or issues there. Um, you guys have done two seasons and I know the second season wrapped up in late October of last year. Do you guys have plans for a third season or not necessarily? Uh, It's so sad. Not necessarily at the time being, but the good thing about it is that maybe I shouldn't like... I mean, why am I talking about this like it's the Avengers? It's fine. Like, <laughs> I, I, I think that like um, the good thing about it is that we can always return to it if we if we you know suddenly have the time or like you know suddenly get really anxious again. God forbid. Um, but currently, we don't have any plans. Okay, that's fair enough. I just as a fan, I was thinking, oh, I'm wondering if they're going to bring it back anytime soon. But that's one of the things you guys said in your season finale. It's like you only have so many things to be anxious about, so that's understandable. And it's better not to just force something. Mm, yeah, luckily, yeah. Um, another question I had though regarding the Doughboys, I I don't know where I heard this, but is it true that Nick and Weiger or Nick and Weiger Weiger and Mitch gave you a switch? Oh yeah. So um, yeah. So when I first, <laughs> when I first like started working, they they just gave me a switch as a signing bonus, which is like. Probably hands down the nicest thing that anyone's done for me, you know, in the quote unquote entertainment industry. I was like really, really moved because I really, well, one, I really wanted to switch, but it was just like such a nice gesture. Um, yeah, I think like th- there was this, um, and also like, oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling too much. So please, please, um, I'll try to like stop myself, but <laughs> there is this one other moment where I had first landed in LA and I was feeling really, really anxious about it because I had just graduated and I was like, oh, I guess this is my life now. Do I have any concrete plans or know what I'm doing? No. So, um, but as I landed and I turned my phone off from airplane mode, um, I got a text from Nick saying like, hey, do you want to do Doughboys? We'll pay you. Like, it would like be a guest on like a, you know, a question and answer double, we'll pay you. And I was like, even though it was like a one-time thing, I just felt like, so grateful and so relieved um you know that in that moment i could be like yeah okay i i got this one thing yeah <laughs> nice um uh as far as doughboys is concerned are you in the house for every episode or is that just like only episodes that you happen to be in the area um i most episodes so i would say like 90 to 95 percent unless like you know i have something or emma has something that we really can't make it um yeah, yeah, we we sit in Mitch's apartment <laughs> while everyone records, and uh, we we say hi to Wally and Irma, the uh, Mitch's cats, and yeah, it's really nice. Everyone's um, 
you know, everyone who's on the show is, is very, very nice. There, there hasn't been any like awkward, you know, standoffs or anything in Mitch's apartment. So, okay, very cool. And that's the thing, like as a big fan of the show, they get some really cool guests on occasion. Uh, are there any that have been, you've kind of been intimidated by because you're a fan or anything? <laughs> I will say that like we recorded in, um, Sarah Silverman's apartment, which was, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. And so I just remember like, me and Emma sitting in hoodies in this lobby of like this really, really nice apartment building being like, yeah, the <laughs> chair that I'm sitting on costs more than my apartment probably. And, and just feeling like so out of place. But but other than that, I think like I've said this on the podcast before, but um, wh- whenever I'm cooking something in Mitch's apartment, that is the – I get really, really starstruck by Mitch. Like for some reason, it all comes crashing down like, oh, my God, like – I'm in Mitch's apartment. I'm cooking in Mitch's apartment. Mitch was on a Netflix show. It's just like, I become really, really self-aware. <laughs> and then I'm like, wow, like, like pretty intimidated by everyone. But outside of that, like, um, even if like, uh, we've had some really cool people on, but they're, they're, they're like really nice about it in a way that's like really disarming. So it's not like, um, you know, I think I've gotten better at, at, at blending and not being like, whoa, every time someone cool walks into the room. That's fair. Would you say you have a favorite restaurant you guys have covered on the show? Like, I, I, or is there any that you that they haven't covered that you're anticipating? Wow. So, um, Nick and Mitch always offer like when they when they eat with a guest. If if I want to come, then then uh, you know, the, 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 there's a standing invitation there, which is really really nice. I have yeah. I, I, in response to that, I said I will never like you know, specifically ask to be a part of anything unless you guys cover BCD Tofu House because I love BCD Tofu House. Okay. I'm actually unfamiliar with that. Is that a West Coast thing or is that uh, across the nation? I think it might be just a West Coast thing or maybe even just like a like a California thing. It's just like this like Korean chain. It's super good. I love Korean food. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's one chain. Like another guest recommended it too. That's one chain that I definitely want to go to if uh, they end up covering it. They should have you as the guest for that episode. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be nice. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan. They give you like a little fried fish at the start. It's very intimidating. Um, yeah, because, uh, you know, you have to eat around the bones and stuff. Anyway, it would be a fun episode. <laughs> totally. Um, but okay, that kind of gives gives us a, an idea of your background in podcasting and stuff. This is mainly, though, a video game podcast. So I'm interested to ask you a few questions on your background in gaming. First and foremost, what was the first console and or video game that you remember playing? Wow. Um, when we first moved to America, so I was like maybe like four or something. Maybe like this was a few years after we had first moved to America. Somehow a family friend lent us a Nintendo 64 and the game Super Mario 64. So I got <laughs> very, very lucky to be like, to have my first experience with gaming be this holy shrine of you know super satisfying platforming like oh yeah yeah and so that was like that was like um you know i remember playing that game instead of wanting to go out and make friends and then my parents were like no like go out and make friends like what are you what are you doing <laughs> um so that was my first introduction and then eventually like my first real console was the ps2 and i remember playing jack and dexter on it and that was also a very very fun game Oh, I love Jack and Daxter, definitely. Um, as far as recent games, are you currently, would you consider yourself a gamer? 
Politically, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is the best answer we ever got. <laughs> so I don't. I, I play a lot of games. I, you know, um, yeah, I, I would consider myself a gamer, but just like you know, lowercase g, lowercase g gamer. Gotcha. Um, can I can I ask? Um, this this might be a strange question. What are what are both of your backgrounds in gaming? Uh, don't have much, just a, been a gamer my whole life. I went mm. to school for game programming, and I always thought I'd pursue a career in the gaming industry, but I, I don't know. It, there wasn't many opportunities where I'm at, and I'm also kind of tied to the area in a way that it, it mm. just made sense for me to pursue something more lucrative. And so for my day job, I'm a Java programmer. So technically it is still programming and that whole shtick, but I, yeah. I would much prefer to be programming video games, but that's something to maybe pr- pursue in the future for me. Mm, that's so cool. How about you, Whitney? I also first had an N64. That was my first experience with video games as well. Um, and got super into it. And then I didn't have a console between that and my PS4. Um, so yeah. Um, so I played a lot of games in the like four years or so that when the N64 came out and I played all of those games obsessively. And then I didn't really play too much for about five years or so. And then I got very, very, very into a, role-playing multi-user dungeon which is super nerdy it looks like the matrix it's all green text there's no it's kind of like world of warcraft only with no pictures just text yep yeah and i played that for um several years and got very very into it and then that kind of brought me back into gaming but it was all pc stuff it was a lot of um league of legends after the mud that i played um and then the more i got into it as sort of like in my mid 20s the more i was like fascinated by it as an industry and as a way to tell stories that other places just can't like other media can't tell stories the same way video games can because you're actively involved in the actions that you're doing um and so that that kind of sent me down this path where i'm starting to revisit play all those games that i missed in those years that i didn't have a console and 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 some of the more like pivotal genre changing stuff and and i'm super into the more we go down the road with new video games of choice-based decision making and all the branches that it can take go down because i think that's one of the ways you can really really see the difference of video games as a storytelling medium is is when the whole game is different based on the choices you make Mm, definitely love the heavy rain game right yeah i did like heavy rain i mean i played it i played it this year so it is uh, a little bit dated there's some stuff that's a little bit funny or weird or the controls are clumsy or whatever but i did like Mm. heavy rain quite a bit yeah yeah yeah. how about you you song were there any like certain games that stand out to you as very impactful uh whether or not it be recent or old wow i think it was like um uh pokemon was a large part of my childhood playing on the game boy advance the the ruby sapphire emerald era um and then yeah just a lot of uh, ps2 games like um like Kingdom Hearts? Oh, boy. Oh, my God. We, we're, <laughs> we're obsessed on this podcast. We've had too many episodes about Kingdom Hearts. In fact, we did a spoiler cast for number three. I need... Uh, have you played three? No, I did. I have not played three. Just because, like... 
What what am I like? <laughs> how many how many summaries am I gonna have to read before I can fill in all the gaps to play three? You know. No, you're right. You're you're not wrong at all. There, it's it's crazy how every offshoot game is brought together in this like third. I guess what they're trying to say is the conclusion to the series, even though there's a cliffhanger at the end. Yeah, uh, it's. It's really frustrating, but it is one of my favorite franchises for sure. So I definitely still recommend getting around to three, even if you're not completely clued in on all the little story things that happen in the offshoot games. But it overall, it's great. Did you uh, play two by chance? Yeah, I played two. I even played Chain of Memories, and I and I spent way too much money on microtransactions in the Kingdom Hearts uh, UX. Uh, yep. Yeah, on the on just my on iOS. Uh, so those are those are that's the weird assortment of Kingdom Hearts games that I've played. Very cool. I, yeah, definitely check out three if you haven't. Um, mm-hmm. one question I did have for you growing up: Did you have any kind of allegiance with uh, PlayStation versus Xbox versus Nintendo, or were you just kind of open to all of them? I I just kind of like stumbled into having a PS2 and then one of my like childhood friends had a GameCube. So we played like double dash all the time. Um, uh, Mario Kart double dash. I don't know why I'm clarifying. Um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, and so I didn't really feel like I had any allegiance, but like then like, you know, as the call of duty, the game started as shooters became really popular. I was like, Oh no, like maybe I'm just like, in the wrong lane nintendo seems so nice and so i was really really happy after getting a getting a wii and then playing like the super mario galaxy games that was that was a good era oh definitely <laughs> love those games um and the fact that you've been gaming and stuff i saw in recent i don't know if this is uh recent years or months but you started twitch streaming yeah. do you want to start like or elaborate on why you started and what you're doing on your stream um short answer very lonely. <laughs> Long- oh no! <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's probably an unfair way to put it. I I think like um, like as time has gone on, I have started watching less and less TV, whether it's like on Netflix or the internet or actual TV, and then more and more streams and YouTube videos. And so it's like, man, a part of me like really envies that kind of like lifestyle. I think it's because like one. I hate going outside. There's so much stuff outside. Um, <laughs> I like being outside. There's Wi-Fi inside. Um, and so, and, and I just like playing games and, and talking to people. So I was like, oh, maybe this is something. And then, I, I, and then I just got to a point where I was like, you know, why not just give this a shot? And I was very, very lucky, like, to have um, that, like, mm, how do I, I don't know how to say this. Like the core audience? That, like, I wouldn't be streaming to zero people on the first day. Right. Like, even the difference between, like, one and three versus five to seven is, like, huge. Uh, Like, just, like, psychologically and emotionally. So Mm -hmm. I was very, very fortunate as to not, like, you know, start, start, you know, super lucky not to start from absolute zero. So, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I started streaming maybe, like, um, three months ago, four months ago, and I I just recently got my PC back from a repair, so I'm excited to get back into it. Very cool. Yeah, we've dabbled a bit in streaming ourselves at this podcast, and I know what you mean as far as like, sure, it might spike to like 20 viewers, but if no one's engaging, it's like, are they yeah. bots? It's like, it's much more important to have a few people that are actually really engaged in the stream than have like a bunch that don't matter. In fact, 
That's what the attack got in trouble for with the whole viewbotting scandal. And then their Twitch stream just went up in flames. And that was one of my favorites. So that's the thing. I don't watch too many. I do like whenever they do the Bob Ross stuff and like certain things like that where uh, Twitch plays Pokemon or things like that. But I've been looking for a stream to regularly follow. And I I found yours in recent months and I've been really enjoying it. Is this something you intend to do regularly? I, um, I... (sighs) Literally, this is like a, in the last like week or two, my like my life has changed. Like, oh Jesus, that sounds so sorry. I like I've just gotten busier, and so I am like I feel a little uh, nervous and and sweaty talking about it, just because <laughs> I have to I have to kind of just readjust because the way I've currently budgeted my time, which is not a very smart budgeting of my time, I can't really like handle everything. And then stream on top of it. But right. I, yeah. So I have to like streaming at night is super convenient. It's very, very relaxing, but I might just move until into the day at, or maybe even just like, you know, maybe spread it out uh, amongst a few more days, but just do short, shorter ones. These are just my boring thoughts that I've had to myself. Um, yeah. So that, that, that's currently where I'm at. I, I hope to figure it out very soon though. Okay. Very cool. That's fair enough. Um, I guess that kind of does it for most of my questions about what you've been up to. Uh, one thing that we typically do on our show is kind of go round table talking about what games we've been playing recently. Mm. So let's maybe start with you and then uh, Whitney and I will talk about the games we've been playing. Ha- what have you been up to these days, if much? Oh, man. Um, oh, you're right. I haven't been up to much. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, uh, last night I played a few games of League of Legends, um, which is very frustrating. Um, uh, the other games that I've been playing are the new Hearthstone expansion, and I know, like, I'm playing Hearthstone at the wrong time, the game's kind of dying down. Um, um, oh, that's the only thing that I've played, so that's the only yeah. thing I'm going to talk about, too. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> I think Hearthstone's so fun. I'm, I'm curious to whether you're, like, a standard player or an arena player. Um, oh, I'm, I'm a standard player for the most wow. part. Wow, okay, uh... Uh, and uh, outside of that, just this like this um, roguelike card combat game called Slay the Spire. It's just you know a single player game. It's super fun though. Um, the, yeah, because it like doesn't take that much thought, but also it takes you know. But but that's also probably why I lose most of my runs is because I don't put in much thought. <laughs> um, so yeah, those are those are probably like the main three games that I've been playing. Very cool. And Whitney, you mentioned Hearthstone. Uh, what's going on there? Yeah, the new expansion. Um, I am still figuring out the decks uh, mm. with the new cards because they got rid of. So they do it in sort of year cycles, will it, where they will get rid of a whole bunch of older packs, um, uh, older like expansion cards, and and have new ones. And um, so this completely invalidated literally every deck that I had. Uh, I have mm-hmm. to rebuild them. A couple of them I tried to rebuild. Um, with new cards replacing the cards that were taken away but i really only have like one deck that i'm playing right now since the new expansion um it's a um it's a priest deck that's like just um basically like boosting all these little cards and then Uh having those uh big taunt they're seven eights what is the oh but but they cost less with each spell you cast and since you're casting yeah 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 So that's the one that I've been playing so far is is that deck. I've, that's the only one that I've played since the expansion because everything else has required too much brain power to go in and re-edit all of my decks or, yeah. or figure out new meta stuff. And um, 
The only thing that I will say is, is that deck doesn't do well against rush stuff. Like every time mm-hmm. I've come across Murloc decks, I've lost because it takes too long to power up to the point where I can be, if I, if I can get to about turn eight or nine, I will probably win. But if you can get to me and significantly do damage by turn eight or nine, then I'm out. And that's, yeah. yeah. So I, I've been having an issue with that because the meta seems to be swinging more towards rush decks with the new expansion. So, um, but that's the only thing that I've played since I talked about the last stuff that I played on here is it's all been Hearthstone with the new expansion. All right. Fair enough. I actually did get around to playing something new, but it's actually not new at all. It's uh, <laughs> I got around to playing Diablo three and I wow. feel like, the thing is, oh, yeah. it's been it's been out forever, but it just I don't know. And maybe this year or recent months, it came out on Switch, and I saw it for sale for thirty five percent off. And I was like, you know what? I I'm just gonna pull the trigger on this and get this because I was the hugest Diablo one and Diablo two fans growing mm-hmm. up, and I. I'm pretty sure on our show we mentioned in one of these announcements somewhere they were saying, oh, Diablo 2 is getting a remake. And I, I've been scouring the internet being like, where did we hear that? And I can't find it anywhere. So I'm like, to me, I was thinking all along, oh, in a few months, Diablo 2 is going to be remade and it'll be on Switch. I'll just wait for that. But now that I'm not finding that information and it seems like it was a fluke, I was like, if I really want my Diablo fix, I should just freaking buy Diablo 3. And I, my main aversion to it was when it first came out on PS4, I had played a demo and it just rubbed me the wrong way to the point where I'm like, this doesn't even feel like Diablo. And I have a feeling mm-hmm. that it has changed dramatically since that, <laughs> like the launch of it and the demo of it essentially. So by me purchasing it and diving right in, it it, fe- it feels great. I feel like I'm an idiot for waiting this long. I, I'm completely like backpedaling being like, no, I should have been playing Diablo 3 this whole time. In fact, years ago, we interviewed John Gabris and he was saying he was playing it and I was talking shit being like, wow. I don't like Diablo 3, but I love Diablo 2. Here I am being like, if he was on now, I'd be like, oh, dude, you were right all along. <laughs> so, but that's the thing. And it's it feels good to kind of like... Um, pick through the classes there's like a bunch of different ones there's witch doctor monk demon hunter wizard i went with the demon a female demon hunter uh it's really i'm just having a blast with it do you guys have any uh play time in that game no i don't wait diablo oh my god uh, i hope i don't get you know i'm losing all of my gaming street cred here but it's single player right (laughs) Yes, uh, but there is uh, the ability to add people online, and that's one thing that I've yet to do. And I I hope to find friends of mine that have a Switch that are playing Diablo 3, and we can kind of go at it together. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I haven't I haven't played the Diablo franchise, but I've I've had a lot of friends who who like really have enjoyed them. So yeah, I played one and two. I haven't dove into uh, three. Has been totally off my radar. Mm. Totally off my radar. Um, But I'd be interested. I've only ever played on PC and I feel like it's so click based. How does it like right. play on the switch? It plays great actually. And it, the controls feel good the way like you attack or like move around Well, moving around is just using like your analog stick, but the yeah. attack is like holding down. I forget the buttons on switch, but I'm pretty fairly sure it's a, and like, well, that's the thing. My character is a ranged character. So she's shooting like bows and arrows from a distance. If you hold mm-hmm. down a, it'll do it like in a certain interval of time. Uh, I'm sure it's the same even though I haven't really tested with like melee weapons, if you have like a sword or a spear equipped, it's probably just hold down a, and it'll attack as many times as it can. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it feels like Diablo two. And I, like I said, I'm just kicking myself being like, why did I wait this long? 
I definitely recommend it. And hopefully uh, our listeners, if any of you are still playing Diablo 3 now, <laughs> <laughs> let me know because I feel like I'm super late to the party. I definitely think that if I do break down and get a Switch for Sayonara Wild Hearts, that I'll probably also get Diablo because it feels like a good game for like if you're on a bus somewhere, the train or something like that, and you, and you want to kill some time, like it seems like a good kill some time game. It really is. And it's the first game that I'm finding myself like, I'll play it on the dock and like have it on the big screen and then right before bed, undock it and then still play a little more while I'm yeah. just sitting in bed. So it's <laughs> the, the ability to do that with a switch is just like priceless. I, and that's another reason I wanted, I guess I waited to buy this is for to be able to play it on switch. And it was such a good deal, like 35% off, like typically any blizzard game just remains at $60 unless they're on a sale. Mm -hmm. Um, but so, yeah, that's what I've been playing. I did, uh, have a question that I forgot to ask about your streaming you song. Uh, what is Bazizio or Bazizio? Is this something to do with Bugman? Uh, uh, oh no i don't know and it's very frustrating so i think in this community i hate how i have to expand the scope of my explanation to even start but like in this community of la comedians there's a subset that you know has appeared on the podcast of doughboys that also play games i don't know if it's a legitimate thing i don't think it is um but, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I do think it's somehow related to, uh, you know, this, you know, I, I guess you could call it performance art uh, of this character named Bugmane. Um, yeah, I, I'm technically streaming on a part of a network slash team. And um, all that being said, uh, Jack, Maddie, and um, Max, who I play League, uh, who, you know, also stream games. They're really, really nice people. And so, yeah, like that, that part of it is like good. I, I enjoy their company. Very cool. Uh, so who else do you stream with? Like, as far as the team, I, if I'm not mistaken, Mitch is on there doing like horror games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I haven't had like a good excuse to, to stream with Mitch, although that I feel like that'd be very fun provided that we weren't playing some sort of horror game. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's pretty much it, though. I'm, I mean, it'd be really, really cool if more, more and more people. I know Jordan Morris did it once. Um, it, it'd be, it'd be cool if more and more people started streaming. Definitely, and that was on a recent episode of Doughboys, or it might have been the double, but uh, you guys were kind of teasing Wagger that he should start doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think. Uh, I mean, Nick is such like a, a, a fan of video games that I think it'd be great. Me too. Yeah, he, he's uh, very knowledgeable of video games. And in fact, he's got another podcast coming out. How did yeah. this get played? I'm really excited about that. Is that a headgum or an earwolf uh, show? Do you that's, happen to know? That's an earwolf show. And so um, I think there is a press release about it. I hope I'm not. I'm 99% sure there is a press release about it. Um, right. Uh, and so, yeah, it, I mean, that'll be interesting, too. Um, especially, yeah, it, it'll... I think it'll have a completely different vibe than Doughboys, which will be interesting to to listen to. Definitely. Um, but that basically does it for our uh, questions and gaming discussion. I did have a quick uh, couple of what's that sound games for you to try to quiz you on some sound effects from video games. So let's see how you guys do with this. Let's play What's That Sound. I'm so excited. Oh, 
God damn it. Our other co-host is trolling us with memes. Just ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> so we're playing What's That Sound. Um, I tried to make this possible to win because that's the thing i feel like when i have guests on i can't just like throw out the most <laughs> random games so hopefully some of these you have played whitney is gonna team up with you and try to help you identify some of these sound effects so between the two of you i hope you can get some of these the way the game works though is there's three sounds per game if you get two of the three correct you guys win and for instance, like this isn't one that's happening tonight, but if I put out a Crash Team Racing sound effect, for example, and you guessed Crash Bandicoot, you technically would win that because it's in the same franchise. So that all being said, wow, let's okay. all listen to sound number one now. There is a framed painting on the wall. Please go stand in front of it. This is art. You will hear a buzzer. When you hear the buzzer, stare at the art. You should now feel mentally reinvigorated. If you suspect staring at art has not provided the required intellectual sustenance, reflect briefly on this classical music. Good. All right. Thoughts on this sound? I, I think I know it. Ooh. I didn't know it until the buzzer effect. Oh. Whitney, do you have an idea? I don't think that I've played this game. Interesting. This doesn't okay. sound familiar, and I feel like this would sound familiar to me. It, mm. I have a feeling you're going to kick yourself if Yusong guesses it correctly, but can we maybe get just like a shot in the dark guess from you? I have no, no idea. <laughs> no fair. No, no, no worries. I, no idea. It's either Portal 1 or Portal 2. I don't know which. It is, and it is definitely is Portal it? 2. Yes, and that's the, oh the big that buzzer. That's so funny you identified it from the buzzer of all things. I, I just remember when I first, and I haven't played in years, but I love the Portal franchise. Uh, when you first start up the game, that is, for single player, that is uh, the sound effect that you will hear. Um, I saw you streaming some of the uh, multiplayer stuff recently yeah i apologize to anyone who watched that stream <laughs> watching my my poor poor problem solving skills at work oh no that's it's uh. not an easy game but it was cool that honestly twitch is the perfect uh platform for playing something like portal because then you could get the user input from your audience yeah <laughs> um but you guys got that one right away so off to a great start if you get the next sound you guys already win let's see what you make of sound number two now pretty it is very pretty i'm gonna be pretty useless on this one. Oh no and that's the thing i felt like this would be a challenging one and i was i i, I knew that this would be one that we're gonna struggle with because i i haven't played the game myself and it's hard to find sounds that are like oh that's very much this game wow. when you haven't played it mm. i'm still kicking myself over the portal thing because <laughs> i love portal it's i have to replay it is what that means the fact that i didn't mm. recognize that at all to the point where I thought I'd never played that. Wow, that's well in the nuts. past. 
we've done like GLaDOS sound effects, which is a dead giveaway. So I yeah. did have to make it a little mm. more challenging. But no, I I myself would love to revisit Portal. In fact, we Whitney, you and I should stream it or something if That'd we have it fun. on the same yeah on the same platform. Yeah, that would be a good one. Um, um this one sounded very magical. Yeah, I think it's like something fan like like Skyrim adjacent. You know, like that kind of genre. You're not wrong as far as like fantasy oriented. I'm trying to think. It sounds more Disney esque to me, and I haven't played any Kingdom wow. Hearts, but that's what it sounds like to me. Oh, I'll count it as a guess, but it is wrong. Mm. I do have a hint for you, though. I I think this game is sort of similar to Hearthstone in a way. Okay. Yu-Gi-Oh! The trading card game. <laughs> no, but I'll count that as a guess. So that's the thing. One more guess between the two of you, and I'll give you one more hint because I know it might trigger something i know for a fact you song has played this what? but I, I but the thing is i don't know that whitney has in fact i don't think i, know, I, I personally haven't yeah okay world of no 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 no. hang on these are not official guesses i am merely speculating at the options <laughs> um wow I, i've played this this is it's something so super orchestral that makes me think it's like a freaking final fantasy game or something but it's not it's the noble matsu would never you know <laughs> um, uh, I have no idea. Maybe something in the Blizzard universe, like, uh, you know, Hots or something. No sweat. No, that's not it. But what it is from is Slay the Spire. Whoa! And it's like, that's the thing. It was a, it was like some kind of victory sound after they beat a boss. It definitely sounded like an unlock sound. Like yeah. A, well, like a chest opening or unlocking. Well, that makes sense. I haven't won a lot of Slay the Spire <laughs> Fair enough. And, oh, and that's the no. thing. I hadn't tuned into your Slay the Spire stream, but I saw <laughs> that you had played it. So I'm like, I should try to get a sound from that. Mm. Oh, man. But okay, so you didn't get that one, but you guys still have a chance to win this first game if you get the sound three right. Let's listen to sound three now. I mean, what are we even doing here? You know. <laughs> now, oh man, I made this a little too hard. This is going to be a challenging one. I, I think out of the fr- two games I have for you guys, you might not pull off this one, but the second one you definitely should. Any thoughts on this? It is challenging. Wait, this one? Uh, did, I, did we just listen to the same? Okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm going to, like, a part of this was the bramp sound, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Something Yoshi related. A hundred percent something Yoshi. You got it. Okay. No, that like I said earlier, uh, if you guess franchise, you guess correct. Uh that is from Yoshi's Wooly World. Wow. So congrats, guys. You definitely won the first round of What's Woo! That Sound. Good job. No thanks to Off- Whitney. Usually I'm <laughs> usually I'm really good at this game because I definitely associate sounds with memories of playing the games, mm. but but not this time. This Fair is all enough. you song. <laughs> Well, and I did try to orient it for him to know some of these, so it is a little uh, skewed. But off to a good start. Let's see if you guys can pull off another win here with uh, the next game. Let's listen to sound number four now.
Oh, man. Well, it sounds like you, Slung, knows what this yeah. is. Yeah. Whitney, do you want to... Well, it's the Tetris song. Yeah. Oh! It's the Tetris 99 theme. Yes, it is. Oh, that is... You both get that. So good job, Whitney, <laughs> for identifying that. I, I've, not that played, definitely... I've not played that version, but that's... The Tetris song is unmistakable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's reasonable. Uh, I only started playing Tetris 99 because oh. you song was playing it, and it, it's fun. Have you had... That's a question I have for you while we're in here. Did you... How well have you fared at that game because i've only made it to the 20s or so i've gotten into the top 10s only a handful of times and it's really frustrating because every time i play now everyone's just gotten better like the player base has just gotten better and i don't play that often to like you know improve that much so the chances that i win one are very very slim now fair enough yeah it's very challenging and i personally don't even understand how like some of the mechanics work with people sending you like stacks and stuff to screw you over. I got to figure that out. Um, but I do enjoy that game, but all right, you guys got that one. Let's see what you make of sound number five. You're too kind to me. You're too kind to me. Um. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I didn't want to make it too easy. But <laughs> Wait, do, do, do you do you do you have a do you have a, a, a re- recollection of what this game might be? No, I don't. the The camera sound at the very beginning sounded familiar, but I couldn't place the music. So right, I feel uh, like that's the biggest giveaway. Yeah. If 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 I were to tell you that Professor Oak in this game just like belittles the shit out of you when you take bad photos, <laughs> that, would that help at all? No. Oh, it's, po- it's Pokemon Snap. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Haven't played that one, so that's why. It's a, oh, it's no. a fun game on the Nintendo 64. Definitely classic, so that's um, glad you guys... All right, you guys won both games, so let's see if you get the hat trick on this last one and just see if you pull off sound number six. Let's listen to sound number six now. Be that dad. All right, were the three words at the start, be that dad? Yes, it was. And I feel like that's the dead giveaway because this is a challenging one if you don't happen to know or have played. Um, Winnie, do you have any ideas? Mm-mm. I have seen maybe this game being played on YouTube. Is it Octopus Dad? Octodad? No, and I'm actually... Oh, oh Octodad, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm unfamiliar with Octopus Dad, but I've played Octodad. No, that is, is it, a decent uh, guess. Is it the Hot Dad Simulator? <laughs> yes, but do you know the name of it, Whitney? You're Wait, so close. Oh, it's a it Dream Daddy? Um, it's, oh, yes, no. you song said it. Did you say, oh, say it again? Dream Dream Daddy. That there is you it. go. There you go. Oh, we did it. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> Good job. That's how we play What's That Sound? Well, that was a fun episode, guys. I'm really glad we could have Yu Song on the show to play some What's That Sound and give us some of his uh, background on his podcast and stuff. This is where we kind of wrap up the episode and do some plugs. Uh, let's start with Yu Song. Where can our listeners find you? Is there anything you'd like to plug? 
Yeah, sure. Um, you can watch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash yu underscore song. And um, if you want, you know, th- th- some ironic tweets about depression, because it's really, you know, popular these days, but also very accurate to my life. You can follow me on Twitter at yusongl. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Very cool. And listeners, or gosh, I always say that. Whitney, where can our listeners find you? <laughs> So I always say everyone should go follow me on Twitter, Whitney at underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N, because that's the easiest way to keep track of all of my podcasts. But Historical Hotties is a podcast where we talk about history through the lens of who's the cutest. And that is definitely one to check out. And then I am also on a podcast called Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, which is where we talk, we watch all of Keanu Reeves movies in chronological order and talk about those. And then I'm also on a real play podcast called Myth Takes, um, where I play a character called Annabelle and it's the monster of the week RPG game. So, uh, but Whitney underscore Nelson on Twitter is where you can see all my retweets of the shows that I'm on. Totally. And that's the thing. I didn't realize how many movies Keanu Reeves was in until I started following mm-hmm. your show. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, there's mm-hmm. quite a bit for you guys to go off of there. Yeah, there's like 77 um, or something and he's still making them. So it, it, we're, we'll catch up to him at some point. <laughs> Definitely. You got a long way to go still. Um, but listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. Uh, our handles ABT Silence on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. Uh, we do stream rarely. I'm trying to get back into that. And if you have any interest, I run a record label called Missed Out Records. You can find that at MissedOutRecords.com. What? Uh, pre-orders for my first vinyl release is now available. It's a what? three-way split. Oh, it's, it's it's so exciting, you song. It's been a long time coming. And uh, three different bands, uh, Reveries from the U.S., Chalk Hands from the United Kingdom, and and Okant from Sweden teamed up for this sweet release, and they actually showed up on my doorstep the other day, and it's very surreal. So definitely, if you have any interest in like emo, screamo, or math rock, go check out Missed Out Records. But Yusong, this has been such a pleasure. I've been really looking forward to setting this up, and I can't thank you enough for being on our show. Yeah, thank you so much. This is such a fun show, and um, you made it really easy by doing, you know, there was a lot of good just organization leading up to this so yeah this is really really fun thank you thank you so much for having me of course thank you for saying that and yes listener we will be back next week see you guys next time bye